Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. We're going to get to Elliot Wolf speaking at the Combine. There's a lot there. Man, there's a lot there. Apparently, uh, some talk about a quarterback and things like that. It's funny, Christian, you know, the, the C word is thrown around a lot. We're It's collaborative, right? No, not that C word, you <laughs> dirty buggers at 11.03, regression Fourier. <sighs> it's really interesting to hear the word collaborative, right? Because I know it's going to get brought up in the scouts and the grading and all this kind of stuff, right? But what's really funny is the the narrative of ding dong, the witch is dead, uh-huh. right? So there's been a lot of talk about who was in the room, who was being listened to, stuff like that, right? And Elliot Wolf, as we will hear, will let it be known that, you know, the decision is ultimately his. Yet a very simple I typed in to the Twitter search bar, Elliot Wolf, Mac Jones. And you know what pops up for you? From April 30th, 2021, at Patriots on Twitter, the team Twitter account, not Ham Hands Hansen, not, you know, some guy making it up, the Patriots actual Twitter. And it's right before they're about to draft Mac Jones. And you know what Bill Belichick did? He walked over to Elliot Wolf and Matt Grow and asked them a question. Are you guys good with this? I I, I don't know how that different is... I how I don't know what magical collaborating will go on at Gillette, but when the guy who runs the deal comes over and says, Are you guys okay with this? Unless you're a feckless weenie who is afraid of Big Bad Bill. My God, I'm so afraid of him. I can't give him my real opinion. Oh, I think that's definitely part of it. Oh, uh, or he was unless just doing you're it for the cameras. scared and, that's, and feckless, you then speak up if you don't like the guy. I do Why feel is like, that so hard? I do feel like that part of that is Bill always talked about this whole collaboration thing. He mentioned it. He likes to mentor uh, young uh, coaches, uh, scouts, uh, uh, former, you know, future GMs. So he keeps them and he engages with them and and lets them lets everybody know that they have a voice. Hey, you guys okay with it? I remember what you were looking at. It, it, it plays on my mind all the time. Now that there's this whole 
Like, hey, now we're going to be collaborative. So everything before was fake. Everything before that was just make-believe and just playing up the cameras, right? And there's trying to build up your self-esteem, right? I'm going to act like you matter, and I'm going to uh, take your opinion, but you know that I really don't care about your opinion because in the end I'm going to do what I want to do. So he just played it up for the cameras. Hey, Matt, Ellie, you guys good with this? Cosign, right? One more time before I press send. We're good? Okay, good. Speak now, though. And nobody said anything. No. They were part of the process. Oh, I, can't, I can't say anything. I'm too nervous. Unless they were literally doing. So if Bill must have came to them and said, listen, I want this type of guy. This I want him to do this. I want him to have these traits. This is the type of quarterback I want. Go find me that guy. We joke around about Courtney having anxiety. It's hard for me to think that the guy who is now making the final call had such anxiety three years ago that he couldn't talk to his boss. But that's what it seems like. Anyway, it doesn't, yeah, I, I guess. But now he's in charge. Well, now, now, now he can say whatever, yep. uh, whatever he wants. Now, Chicken Nick, I know you were the one that was kind of chopping this up here, uh, so uh, you may have to kind of lead us a little bit through uh, through what you've got and sort of uh, what you've uh, you've uh, thrown together at this point, considering Christian and I were on the air, and uh, all we have been able to do is kind of read from. Uh, Read from Twitter as to um, as to kind of what was said. So, uh, where do you want to lead us first here? Well, I know Christian was all giddy about the grading response. Yes, oh, yeah, let's start with that. Yeah, okay, yeah. so uh, apparently Elliot Wolf is gonna uh, change the way they grade players closer to, I guess, the way his dad might have done it in Green Bay. Yeah, so uh, we changed the grading system. It's a little bit uh, more similar to what we did in Green Bay. Um, the the previous Patriot system was more, this is what the role is, and this is more kind of value-based. So I think it, it makes it a lot easier for scouts to rate guys and, and put them in a stack of, like, this guy's the best, this guy's the worst, and, and everything in between falls into place rather than sort of more nuanced approaches. I, I just think it makes it, it, it accounts value better, and it also makes it easier for the scouts in the fall as well as in the spring to determine where guys will get drafted. Hmm. Okay, so you have furrowed your brow I'm from just, this from the very beginning because I think you and I might be sharing a little bit of a brain here well, on the Well, you go first then. Well, you know, what what in the world were they asking for before? And, right. Like, was it was it he said would he say nuanced? Yeah. I thought it was one of those like are like are broad Maybe vague. They're making it easier. But we're, making, we're streamlining it. I, Everybody's looking for the same thing. Yeah, I just don't. I, I, I don't Because it's a grading system now. Maybe it wasn't a grading system. So you're a scout. I trust you. Here's the way we grade a 10. Listen, never seen it before. Lawrence Taylor. That's your standard for a 10. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't match up to Lawrence Taylor, then... Remove the number. So maybe it was as simple as holding guys to too high a standard because the person who was doing a lot of the looking had 50 years of history in the league in terms of comparables. Maybe. Maybe it was just too hard to understand. And since Bill had his own, like, literally own, you know, metric system, which was his brain, it made it. No one can actually match that. So I feel like maybe this is a need-based thing. Bill's out of the building. He was a little bit, you know, consistent. And he had his guys, and we had our marching orders. I want tough, physical, smart, whatever. Right. Like you know, Dan Campbell has a similar guy, and now it just there's a universal 
grading system now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the standard high end. Here's the low end. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, we, conference plus one. Uh, you know, who do you play against? Plus three. Uh, is he injured? Minus two. You know, like, and then we create our own. And so everyone is dealing with the same, you know, Dewey Decimal System. Right, because that's what it is. But it also sounds like there is a concerted effort to, I think your your word works, streamline the process. Now, what exactly that means in the end, that's where I'm a little fuzzy. So you're making it easier to grade players more easily because you want to make it easier or because you're changing the way you're evaluating them like when I hear, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be an easier grader. There is a part of that where it's like, huh? Well, it's probably right. so they don't have guys like Tyquan Thornton ending up on the top of their boards because Bill goes, I want somebody fast on the outside, and now all of a sudden he's at the top of your board. Well, let's also remember who were the two guys that put together the board or for Matt Bill Crow, to pick you want from. Fast, you got to draft fast guys. Yeah, well, there's Macro, and guess what? There's Elliot Wolf now. Those guys were all there. So, and again, even in talking about Mac Jones, Bill turns to both of them and says, are you okay with it? At The Real Gresh, it's right out there on Twitter. Do you think there's a difference between the grading? Uh, how do I figure this out? Because I feel like there's a difference between the grade and then the way you evaluate. Now, are you evaluating differently also? So is Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh saying, hey, Look at it from a different point of view now. I don't, I'm not as worried as much about toughness as I am athleticism. Yeah. So, to your point, depending on what you had in terms of your scale, let's say, uh, maybe Bill Belichick and crew were much more into smart guys that were really tough. Not that Macro, not that uh, Ellie Wolf was going to go to dumb guys that are really fast, but maybe because this guy is so uniquely fast, we're not as much worried about the toughness. Whereas with Bill, if it didn't all match, I'm not taking that. Yeah, guy. So, the Patriot system was more. This is what the role is, and this is more kind of value based. Okay, oh, dissect that. For, is, hold on, oh, I gotta I, hear that one again. I know exactly what he's. Can I hear that one again? The previous Patriot system was more. This is what the role is, and this is more kind of value-based. Okay. So here's how I interpret that. In the fourth round, we're okay drafting Jack Jones because it's good value. We need a depth corner. And, yeah, even though we spent a first-round pick on one, we'll still turn around and spend a fourth-rounder because we need this particular guy. Like Brendan Schooler gets drafted in the sixth round – over, say, a, I'm just throwing names out, You, uh, whereas Bill might look at Brendan Schooler and say, I'll take him in the sixth, but I'm not taking Kayshawn Booty until the seventh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of the whole need-based thing. You know what Elliot Wolf sounds like? You know who he sounds like? is Mike Tannenbaum. If you go back to when the Jets were on hard knocks at 09-2010 and all that, whenever they sort of rose up and challenged the Patriots for two years – I remember, I think it was when they went and got Santonio Holmes and they got Mike Tannenbaum walking the sidelines after Holmes makes a catch in the back of the end zone doing the whole, yeah, pretty smart SOB went out and got that guy, huh? Pretty good talent evaluator, yeah? 
Mike Tannenbaum put together talent. He never built a football team. He built, he got the most talented guys he could find and hoped it all worked out. Look at look at his history. He did it in New York and he did it in Miami. And if Elliot Wolf is about to go the way of Tannenbaum, then it's going to be all the flash and not a lot of focus on the substance that you need to build a winning football team well, for a long period of time. That's the Scott Pioli kind of mantra where we're not acquiring talent. We're building a team. Right. That that's that was the whole thing. There so are some we, guys we who are acquire talent just and acquiring some talent. Yep. We are trying to build a team. And I think in, in a way though, Gresh, maybe like this is the smart play by him. Because if Bill is not in the building, you have to create your own system. You cannot rely on him as a get out of jail free card as no, this doesn't work because back in nineteen seventy three, this guy Right, like he has such a database of information and knowledge, and I would say more importantly, comps, comps as far as hey, uh, here's a similar player to this guy. This is why he won't work in this role. Right. Okay, we got to build our own grading system, and we got to think about it differently because Bill is not in the building. This is to me now that I think about it, they had no choice but to well, do this. And, and look, they have to. And and, and for uh, well, you could just tweak it. Versus blowing it up and doing the, well, we're going to make it easier on the scouts. We're going to make it, uh, again, we're going to make things easier and we're all just going to collaborate. Those are the two things that keep coming out of Patriots camp, Patriots, uh, the new Patriots way, right? Whatever that is going to end up being. I could understand Elliot Wolf taking from his father. I mean, that makes sense. But I could also understand Elliot Wolf. I would hope taking some of the good of Bill and blending it with what Ron Wolf did. Ron Wolf was a pretty damn good general manager himself. It's not like Elliot Wolf doesn't come from really good stock, but it feels like it's more of the, oh no, go to center, go to the middle of the field. That's where we got the bonfire. Everything from Bill, we're burning it now, and then we're just going to do it all over again. When you and I have talked about, you don't need to completely tear it down. I would have no issue blending in some of the Ron Wolf ways to some of the Bills' thoughts, and then you have Elliot Wolf ultimately there to make the decision. But when you hear stuff about, you know, well, we're going to change the way we're going to scout these players, it's kind of like, okay, like I'm willing to watch and wait and listen or whatever, but I, I don't know. It sounds like this is one of those I hope you really have thought it through situations because it sounds like a good concept, doesn't it? Like a lot of things in life. Oh, I got an idea. How about you flesh it out? Oh, maybe it's not such a good idea. Well, again, they're going to do everything different. And if they're going to do everything different, they got to get rid of the old way of doing it. And real quickly, this isn't even because Jimmy Johnson's like grading scale has been around forever. Everybody was hijacking and poaching that thing. Yeah. When the way he evaluated the grades that he placed on players, free agency, all that stuff, money attached to certain picks and certain free agents. We got more from uh, Elliot Wolf and... Is Kendrick Bourne not coming back? We'll get to that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Grash and Fourier. On WEEI. To me, it's a little bit less about the grading scale and more about the process that we're going that we've put in place. Um, this process is, is is a lot more collaborative. We hear from the scouts more. We're going to be able to uh, determine, you know, together like what's the best thing for the team at the at the end of the day. I tell you, Wolf, there's uh, that word. Ding, ding, ding. Can we like almost like every time a, a bell rings, an angel gets its wings? Can we have like every time they say collaborative, like we hear a bell of some kind? Because it just, it is, like, we've been mocking it, but it's more of a reality than the fact that it's it's mockable. How many times, hey, everybody gets a bonus if you could say collaborative when you talk to the press. After uh, after NASCAR races, the, the reporter, whomever it is from whatever network, they always, always make sure to get in a question so that the winning driver can basically say thank you to the fans, right? That's what this feels what like these a little fans bit. Mean to you, right? You know, well, like, I'll tell you what, I can't do without them. It, it feels again, Bill, very mockable with the whole no days yeah. off. So if there's a championship parade in four years, will Mayo stand up there and do collaboration? Yeah. Collaboration. Either and way, that would be cultish. the chant. Uh, it uh, it very much is. Uh, what else do we have for Melia Wolf there, uh, Nick? Uh, Nick is just yeah. one arm paper I have hanger. About seventeen things open right now. Oh, you do. So we're, we're going. Oh, all right. Uh, do we? He, he's trying to find. Apparently, Elliot Wolf said something to the effect of less of a hard ass vibe. Christian Fourier, your thoughts? Don't even know what to say. I mean, what? I mean, what? Do you, what does that even mean? Well, like you know, we're approachable now. We know that our our poop smells just as much as yours does. You know, we're one of you. We're not an elitist. Like that's the kind of like the the old regime. The old that that was everybody was like you know you know hey we're the Patriots. We win Super Bowls. You suck. I'm starting to think more and more that. There are people now in power who didn't have enough professional or personal gumption to challenge the boss. Well, that's always been the case. That's what this seems like, though. But we hear when you're an executive, when you're one of the top two people in the personnel department, you mean to tell me that the guy now in charge just rolled over and was like, okay, Bill, whatever you want, I'm sorry. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to get in your way. I don't want to make you upset or whatever. And that there was no constructive discussion where someone would stand up and say, no, Bill, here's my point. It seems like all the people now that were in charge were afraid to say boo if they had the goose. 
Am I, am I reading that no, wrong? No, no, you're reading it. It's it's the whole the 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 personality of the Patriots used to be a one of uh oh look the champ is here. You know, it's like a it's like a procession of there like, was, you know there, awards and reputation. Hey, the champ is here. Look at us. An, get out of the way. There was an aura. Yeah. Hey, here. Hey, Bills at the combine. Get out of the way. Hey, we're not. Hey, oh my God, look at this player. They're not. They're gonna take. They're not gonna be the hard asses, tough guy, hardo team coaches, staff, scouts that are unapproachable. Really, you know, that live under this umbrella of shadiness and just you know you know loyalty to Bill, no matter what. We're not going to be the hard asses. We're going to be, you know, the compassionate group. Well, that's the thing. If they're the not, approachable group, if they're not the hard asses, what are they about to be? I tell the, you, it, the, here's the, the thing: the, it, it the is, it, it is a, it's a Bill thing. Every this whole hard ass thing is a shot at Bill. Bill is the hard ass. Bill is the guy that doesn't, you know, change his facial expressions. He is the guy that mocks you. And pants you when you say something stupid. He's the one that is intimidating. He's the hard ass. It's not the Patriots. It's not Kraft. It's nobody in the building. It's Bill. That was 100% a shot at Bill. We're not going to be the hard ass team anymore. We're not going to be that guy. You can come up to us and say hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. Where are you from? You're visiting from Albuquerque. Oh, what's it like there? I spent some time in Santa Fe. It's lovely. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what it is. You might as well be the greeter at Walmart. <laughs> I love that. Whole, I'm a Santa Fe. <laughs> Nick, what do you got? Well, I do don't... you guys want a potential another shot at Bill? Oh, oh please. Might as well. Yeah. Why stop? Yeah. We had a, a series of meetings last week that were tremendous for us as we all got on the same page in terms of, you know, what our team needs are. And I was actually really encouraged by everybody willing to just say their opinion, even if it was different from the previous person. So, you know. Having those open, honest meetings and, and working together to determine the best outcome is is definitely what's important. So if I'm to interpret that correctly, in the way that Elliot Wolf laid that out there, the people now in power were have been afraid yeah. to say something. Oh, if it, especially if it was different from what the big ogre so they used to did, say. So there wasn't enough confidence in themselves yeah it's a, it's a, to challenge yep. someone like bill it's a self-esteem thing oh my god yeah that is pathetic that is uh, is it it's pathetic that you're admitting to right. it don't admit to it and and i would dare say this i think charlie weiss disagreed with bill at times absolutely i think josh mcdaniels disagreed yep. with bill at times i think bill o'brien disagreed Absolutely. with Belichick at times. I'm sure there were others. Brian Dable. But you mean to tell Romeo me Cornell. that these front office guys were just paralyzed at the thought of dare saying something to Bill when, again, I, I use the coaches as a reference because there's a very famous incident, let's call it, when Josh McDaniels was the OC of him walking off the field in Miami giving Bill Belichick a freaking earful as they're walking off the field. And you mean to tell me that these front office people and scouts, so feckless, they can't even say, hey, boss, I disagree and here's why. Sweet Jesus. I'm, I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of speechless in a way because you're willing to admit it. 
And maybe this is the whole kumbaya moment where, hey, this is a different brand of football. Hey, we're in charge now. We're going to run things our way. Which is what you never really heard from the scouting department, you know, the GM. You never really heard of like what their mentality was, what their philosophy was, because right. it was really Bills, even with, uh, uh, who is it? Um, Scott Pioli. And then after Scott, it was, who's down in Houston right now? Oh, uh, Nick Casario. Nick Casario, who picked me up from the airport when he was just a do boy on my free agent trip. And then he now he's running the team. Now he's running the Houston Texans and doing a fabulous job. I'm sure that guy at some point in time decided that he should probably speak his mind because he's never going to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Isn't that part of the whole yes, growth package? Yes, absolutely. That's what it should be. That's a great point on the how am I ever going to respect you yeah. if you give me no reason to respect you? Yeah. And I, I Why just, do you keep agreeing with me? Yeah, I, am right. I always right? Am I always right? I feel like I'm – No, you know what? Hey, honey. Man, I tell you what, I must be the smartest guy in the room because everybody agrees with me. That's amazing. Everybody agrees with me. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're misreading these comments. I really don't because you're it, right. That's admitting. I mean, really, it it really sh- just should be. We were all afraid of Bill. Yep. Now we all feel comfortable enough talking to each yeah. other. Honestly, if they said that, I probably wouldn't be as critical of this group because you're at least then admitting it instead of veiled shot after veiled shot, after shot, after shot, after shot of the way things used to be done. I'm surprised, Gresh, that nobody, that Elliot Wolf didn't say, and there won't be any bullying either. Because it feels like they were like bullied in a way and intimidated. No, it, no. To me, it, and it was wasn't more, a safe space. No, to me, it was more intimidated because they didn't want to say anything. They don't want to be, don't be th- thought of stup- being stupid. And again, I go back to, because there are some in the Twitch chat, and good morning to the Twitchers, twitch.tv slash BostonWEI, of the whole collaborative thing, and the Patriots' own Twitter showed Bill going to both of the executives on the Mac Jones pick and saying, are you guys okay with this? I guess I, I, remember I don't know like it was yesterday. I don't know if that's collaboration or whatnot, but then again, um, I, 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 I and there are some things that need to change. There's no doubt about it. I just don't, I just uh, don't know if it's the we got to let everybody know that we're okay with hugging everyone here because now it's a new day type thing. And I just keep coming back to my God, like. He had no self-confidence to be able to challenge the guy. That's the part that really gets me is that it's now, well, it's a new day. Yes, it is. That's like from WWE, the new day. That's their song. The new day. Yes, it is. Music starts. (laughs) Anyway, there's that end of it. There's a new sheriff in town. And I get it that, that some things need to change, but everything has been talked about just making it easier. Yeah. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. John in Rhode Island with Gresham Fourier. Hello, John. Hey, guys. Love the show. Hey, can you hang on one second? I'm sorry about that. Well, yeah, I'm going to call. Uh-oh. I, uh, I need a signature if that's okay. Okay, listen. Are we really going to let, let John yeah, just sit there and do another job? Like, all right. Honest okay. to God. 
Well, what are we doing? We will not always, you, but him. We always uh, we probably trying we, to make a living. We got him at a bad time. It seems like he was getting scolded. No, he was. He's a he's a UPS delivery guy. Oh, yeah, that's my guy. Then good. Oh, uh, well, yeah, too yeah. late now. Yeah, okay, already, good. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm good. I love my UPS guys. UPS are like cops to me. Whenever I see them, I say, thank you for your service. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I put I appreciate I, I the don't effort. Know if I, I don't know if I dropped John to put him back no, on No, he's there. Whatever. Oh, there, there we go. All right. So hopefully he's uh, dro- hopefully he's dropped off someone's uh, linens or whatever. John, go ahead. Hey, guys, you literally caught me at like literally the wrong time. I know. I felt. Of, uh, sorry, so I, it's. it's I, I felt bad, thanks for, John. Thanks for, thanks for keeping me on, Gresh. I appreciate it. Thank you. For hey, hey, me hey, on. hey! Thank um, you for your service. Of course, yeah. I'm, I'm out here serving the public, right? Um, so I just want. So Elliot Wolf said that he picks players on. Uh, he's going to pick players on skill rather than role, right? So I just want to ask you guys: Who would you rather have, Puka Nakua or Chad Ryland? And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. <laughs> I, I always that's uh-huh. that's the typical. Hey, I know nothing about the draft, but a year later, I'll tell you yeah. where everybody got it wrong, yeah. guy. That's uh-huh. a that's very shine like from John oh, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be more. Do we got any more? Because I know there's a lot. I feel like I threw a lot at you, Nick. So. No, Nick is just pouring uh, pouring through this uh, the the best as possible. Uh, hey, there was a report out that it doesn't look like the Patriots are engaging Kendrick Bourne in uh, a potential return here. Are you a little surprised at that? Well, coming off that uh, knee injury, um, obviously going to be slowed down, but I'm not surprised. I think I think overall, I think a lot of the signings that Bill had, some of the players, um, I think they're really going to – and that was one of the quotes that he had about – I don't want to – I paraphrase, but it felt like one of the quotes was like, you know, changing, you know, the, um, God, what did he say? Oh, it, what, they want to weaponize the Weaponize. They yeah, want to yeah. weaponize. And I would ask you, would he be? Uh, and and especially for the for the price point, because yeah, I think you'd get him a little cheaper considering yeah. that he's got a bum knee. Here, here's uh, Elliot Wolf on that. I think the main thing is just uh, getting players that fit our culture, um, getting players that want to do right, want to do the extra. But in terms of just physical physical skills, uh, we need to weaponize the offense. We need to be faster and more explosive on defense. And, you know, height, weight, speed, um, playmaking ability, there'll be definitely an emphasis on those things. So we're looking at measurables now. You're looking at height, weight, speed. So you want big wide receivers. You want basically the the you know the the, the norm, right? So you want a big, strong, physical wide receiver. You're going to want a tall, strong-arm quarterback because the measurables are, are part of that. You want somebody 6'3 or, hot, or taller, strong-arm. Oh, we're going back we're to mem- – We're going to weaponize it. We're we're going back to the Gil Brandt way of doing yeah. things with the Cowboys. Absolutely. They, they missed out on drafting Mike Singletary because yeah. he was an eighth of an inch yeah. shorter than their preconceived, yeah. you must be this tall to play for this team. <laughs> That was a great story, by Start the way. Start paying attention to hand size. For hand size. Oh, oh, absolutely. Michael Penix, top quarterback on the board because he had the oh. biggest hands. Oh, hand there you size. Go. Yep. Okay. Hand jive. Hand yeah. jive. Do you got big head hand circumference? Size. Your head. They measure your head. Uh, well, you got to see how big the brains are. You know, you never really know. The bigger head really does uh, foot size. If you're a short guy with big feet, you probably got more balance. If you're a tall guy with, you know. Like six five and above, and you have size eleven and a half and twelve, probably not as balanced as possible. I hate that I have fifteen and a half. It's so hard to find shoes, man. Yeah, but you got good balance. 
Uh, yeah, it's true. Like your weight to strength, uh, you know, uh, is like you know perfectly. I'm you know, hard balanced. To, I'm hard to knock off the base. Yeah, there think you about go. it. And I'm, yeah. I was kidding in a way, but no, imagine but- if you're six five and you see a guy, he's got size eleven and a half feet. No, nope. not saying that you're are terrible, but usually if I see a guy like who's six five, who's a size thirteen, I'm like, this dude's got a big, you know. <laughs> No, but just like if you had a six foot five offensive tackle that had size nineteen feet, it might not too big. It might not exactly yeah. work because the footwork might not match up. It's it's yeah, it's like a puppy with big paws. Yeah, yeah. No, made. so I do think it's it, that that part is interesting. Also, I tell you what, it's a if they basically just took the old system. And they didn't save anything. Well, today was Elliot Wolf's day to get in to his, shine. his but I'm in charge. Shine, but to get in his jabs at Bill as well. Mayo's already had ample opportunity yep. twice, right? And a couple of interviews locally. Robert Kraft's got a whole series on Apple that is I mean Robert Kraft has got a whole series down. on Apple. I mean they're tearing down every time they they can and now today was Elliot Wolf's turn to get to you know get his pound of flesh. You know the other thing that we didn't mention yesterday but when we talked about the dynasty. So we I my thing was that they they just kind of glossed over oh, uh 38 and 39 Super Bowl and uh, that whole era. They massively just ignored the Lori Malloy, Rodney Harrison debacle. Oh, there's they that completely. Too. Good point. I because I, I kept going, man. They the biggest thing of that year was that they didn't even it, it wasn't even part of it. I didn't I didn't see one mention of it at all, which was nuts. That was a one of the biggest stories. And then you go to the end of Super Bowl thirty eight, where Tom Jackson is up on stage and Chris Berman and Bill comes up and Bill doesn't even look at Tom Jackson for what he said six months ago. I mean, that was uh, whatever. Well, you know what that is? Too positive on Bill. True. Why would, would you know why? He why, was right. Why would you Why would you highlight Bill freezing out Tom Jackson yeah. when his comment was, they hate their I, I coach? I say this very clearly. They hate their coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean you talk to the players. You can't highlight that as Bill is, you know, shoved funny. out the door and I, all that I stuff. I forgot about that. That was such – that easily – you know, I guess it pales in comparison to one of your draft picks murdering people, guys being upset about playing time, you know, attention in the building. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it didn't go playing time and then murdering people. It's like, oh, there's no one murdering people. And then they got 10 steps taken away from the 3 4 set they ran against the Jets. You know? Spy Gate, Blade Gate, Brady Gate. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to hit with you because I know we got Tom Kern coming up at noon and we heard some of the stuff from uh, Elliot Wolf. Uh, there is 0.0 chance that the Patriots are trading this third pick. Okay. Everything is pointing to not only they know what they're doing, but they made up their mind already in terms of, uh, in terms of what they're doing. And I know there was quarterback talk from Elliot Wolf as well. If we go by Gerard Mayo on the whole, you know, very first time he talked about it, we're going to draft someone at a very important position. You're leading us to the quarterback room. Uh, we'll circle back with that with Tom Curran coming up at noon. But the lunchtime parlay, we got to get back on that horse after a bad night. We'll do that next. Watch us, love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI.
Bad night for the parlay. Fourier leading the way. And Dante DiVincenzo, uh, 5 of 10 from Barely. 3. Thank God. Barely, with about six minutes left in the game. I got betrayed by the system match of uh, unranked home favorite against a top 25 opponent with Baylor beating TCU. DeMontis Sabonis did not get a block. Nick Claxton had like four rebounds against the Grizzlies. He had four with five minutes left in the second. Finished with four. Four, yeah. And then, uh, and then we had Foyer in there. So everybody is kind of hanging around 500 a little bit. But we have had two hits here in the month of February. And maybe we can get you one more before heading out the door into March. The Lunchtime Parlay is presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and the official sports book of WEEI. Uh, Foyer, I'll lead the way on, okay. uh, on this one. Um... Dylan Brooks of the Houston Rockets. So I'm going under 17 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He's been under 17 PRAs, points, rebounds, and assists for three consecutive games. And in each of the last six games with Fred Van Fleet, averaging just 12 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And the other thing about Dylan Brooks is. He's kind of an asshat. So uh, he could get thrown out of a game, and then you could end up hitting that pick. So I'm going to go under PRA of 17 and a half for Dylan Brooks. Billy, Chicken Nick, what do you got? <laughs> going back to hockey, because my basketball pick, uh, no bueno, yesterday. So the Panthers, they are kind of my binky along with the Oilers. They're playing a very bad Sabres team. So give me the Panthers in the puck line tonight against the Sabres at home. I like it. Now he's done with his granola bar. Billy, good morning. <laughs> What's going on? Well, I, time well, to take I, a bite. I did. I almost John Rhode Island him. I was like going to go to him. and I'm like, oh, This guy's chewing. I got to switch it up a Not, little bit No worries. Here. Only a couple bites left. I'm going with another block. Celtics hosting the Sixers tonight. Give me a Drew Holiday over a half a block. So how about this? When Billy wrote this in earlier this morning, it was like plus 120 on this prop. I just looked on DraftKings. It's now minus 190. We are enlightening the world to the Billy Block Party, <laughs> and the line movement shows it. And finally, Christian Foria. Oh, my. Whoever plays against the Detroit Pistons, a uh, little, little trick there. Seems to be working pretty nicely. I'm, I'm way over 500. Can't remember what my role is, what my actual score is. But last night it was, uh, what is it, the, uh, the Knicks? And you see the ending of that game, how crazy that was? Uh, yeah. So the Pistons literally took one on the chin. Probably should have gotten a foul called on that play, but they end up losing that game to the Knicks. We got so Monty Williams hot fire uh, after that game, oh, too, I do believe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, because all right, so I'm going to go with the Bulls uh, center, Nikola Vucevic, uh, over 19 and a half points. So and remember, it is the uh, you're playing against the Detroit Pistons. Anything the line is, go over when that team or player that you pick is playing against the Pistons. All right. That's advice from Foyer. Hey, and, it fits. And he speaks for himself. <laughs> Absolutely. Two and a half weeks ago, you said it doesn't work. No, well, but it's it's caught fire. Oh, got it. Got it. Overall, I wish I would have kept track of just this rule against the Detroit Pistons because we, that one actually works. We can go back and probably forensically put it all together if need be. It requires some effort. Should I but, ask Jackson to get in on that? Uh, oh, yeah. Ask Jackson, Jackson, will you look yeah. that up for me? Yeah, definitely. 
All right, so we got Nikola Vucevic over 19 and a half points. The Panthers on the puck line laying the one and a half. Drew Holiday over on the half a block. And I'm going Dylan Brooks under 17 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Your $10 will win you a nice tidy $107.86. We'll get that out on social media. Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I on Twitter. Gresh and Fourier, spell the A-N-D in between our last names to be able to get us on Instagram. Hey, Nick, I know we got a minute here, and Fourier mentioned the uh, the situation down in New York and all that stuff. Why don't we get that in uh, now? So uh, you had mentioned Pistons. Pistons Knicks. steal the ball. Yep. They're about to go up and, like, win the game. DiVincenzo actually fouls. I can't remember who the guy was who stole he the ball. steamrolled. Steamrolled. No foul called. They go back the other way. And they get a bucket, game over. And after the game, uh, Monty Williams, of <laughs> God bless that guy for being the Pistons coach. Anyway, Monty Williams said this after last night's game. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. <laughs> and enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game. <clears throat> And the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game. Period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me what more can we do, coach. That situation is Exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long. And enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big time game like that, and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm done. Mm. Ooh, I love it. Well, he's got a stump for his team. Yeah. Who is right now lower than the rent on a burning building. I mean, good Lord, they stink. They're not getting any calls. Uh, but you got to stand up for your guys. And NBA officiating, officiating at times this year, pretty horrendous. <laughs> yeah. No, what 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 do you what do you, what do you think the fine's going to be for that? Like, what type of uh, cash is he's going to have to mm, rip off? I think it's one of those where you might offset it with how bad the missed call was, and then be like, okay, that's only ten grand. But yeah. I'm going to assume they're going to thump him for eh, that's in the thirty five thousand okay. variety. I would then say probably well worth it. Yeah, well, it, it's more Darko of... Darko Rochevic, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, the Raptors coach, he got twenty five grand for going off on the refs earlier. And and I wonder, too, you know, if Monty Williams, this is one of those, yeah, I'll pay that fine because it'll... He has to. Well, it'll ingratiate me to yeah. my team. Yeah. There's there's kind of that end of it, but that was a pretty good rant on uh, NBA I love officiating. It. I feel like each head coach should at least get one mulligan for ripping the refs. I can buy that. Just once. You can do it once. You know what? You every, get a warning. Every, every coach at the beginning of the year writes a $5,000 check to the the NBA's equivalent of the yeah. bill, of the building fund. Yeah, there you go. No way. Like you a lockbox. Well, like uh, what was the old line in uh, Kings of Comedy from, uh, what was, uh, I'm just trying to think of who, uh, I think it might have been Steve Harvey in the whole, yeah, every church had a building fund. You know what I mean? He does that. They put it in the, yeah. put it in the jar and then they can donate to charity and everybody uh, gets a mulligan. It's like the breakfast ball. Tom Curran will talk everything Patriots with us next. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.